Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Hey, um, are you are you having fun playing this? This the the one that we're playing right here. This one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I hadn't really thought about it. All right. I mean, that doesn't sound over like that. Doesn't sound like enthusiastic, like consent. So maybe we should talk about like you know, are you having fun or not? <laughs> that that sounds like maybe a good idea. Cue music. Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And, and we're back. We're, we are. We're back. And, uh, and, and a little bit rusty. <laughs> uh, two weeks off. It was, it was a glorious two weeks of vacation. neither of us having to think about anything. <laughs> it was a two-week vacation. And guess where I was? Where were you? In Denver. <laughs> With you. I liked it. Took it two, was nice. It took a two-week vacation, went out to see Senda in Denver, went to Wyoming. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was, I, I actually had a lot of fun, actually. Wyoming was quite fun. Um, we'll talk about some of that in the, um, we'll talk about some of that in the bonus outtakes. Uh, a bamboo bit lounge. Vacation. Oh, I'm sorry. The the bamboo lounge. Yes, of course. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's totally rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Been yeah. two weeks. Kind of yep. off our game a little. We're getting there. Yep. But before we start the show, I need to congratulate you because I don't want to do it just for the patrons. So I want to congratulate you because ah! you got an offer for a new job that is pretty cool and exciting. I did. I am very excited about it. Um, I'm. I'm going to go off and um, be a product manager now. Hopefully that's all going to work out delightfully. I love it. I'm a project You'll hear more ma- from me later. I'm a project manager. You are a product manager. Product manag- manager. And they are different. They are definitely different. Kind of. Yes. They have some... There's some, overlap, some, but also not. They do. Um, but I think you will be a fantastic product manager. I'm uh, very excited that you got the job. And uh, I just wanted to congratulate you... Uh, publicly rather than just Yay. like to our patrons. <laughs> Thanks. So ah, nicely jobs, done. my friend. Job stuff is like job stuff, and I'm very excited. <laughs> well, and I mean, you interviewed like literally as I was on the plane. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you didn't find out until um, un- the day after I dropped you off at the airport. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was exciting. So anyway, yes. congratulations, and now we Thanks. can now we can formally begin the show. Okay. okay. On with the show. Okay. Cool. Uh, so our topic for tonight comes to us from Spencer Spencer Clark, aka Terrordactyl U on Twitter, um, and Spencer said, um, "Firstly, they're on a roll, so 
just finished episode 224. This is a little out of date. You're probably ahead of that now, but awesome. I'm glad that you're enjoying. Um, and uh, this is some side note stuff, right? But I kind of agree. You're not in a basement anymore, which is No great. more basement <laughs> freezing. <laughs> no more basement freezing. But if you were... Yes. Like a really warm wool kilt situation. So let me be clear. I own a I know, wool you just, kilt. You just need to wear it in the basement but you don't have a basement anymore so like this is not no longer an issue it's no longer an issue although i will tell you that i do have a fabulous wool kilt because um i am half scottish and so um the last time i got married um i uh wore the full um scottish regalia and um i had my kilt actually made in scotland uh and imported through canada um from a place in uh, a place in Toronto that had a corresponding shop in Edinburgh. So, like my kilt is like from Scotland. It is in my family tartan, the Johnston tartan. Uh, it is heavy and enormous because I'm a big man, and that is a lot of wool that goes into wrapping a lot a, of fabric. A man like myself. <laughs> Good. Um, anyway, uh, kilt kilt business aside, which we can chat about more later if we need to. Um, Spencer was saying, did we do the episode on the dry spell? I've been having, um, some of the, is this even fun anymore problem with reenactment? And I'm very interested in your take on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm actually, uh, we picked this topic because I'm actually having the same problem, Spencer. Um, I'm having it with one of my, so to be clear, are we like the phrase, is this even fun anymore? could apply to a couple things, right? Is this game even fun anymore? Um, or, and, and that's happened to me a lot of times, right? Is this game even fun anymore? Uh, the other one, which is slightly more distressing is like, and this has happened to me as well in the past is, is role playing even fun anymore? Yes. And I've also been down that path, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to address, uh, I think primarily we're going to look at um, is this game fun anymore? But I think pretty much everything we're going to say tonight will also apply to is role-playing fun. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is, I think, an important topic because uh, on the Misdirected Mark, before we went on vacation, uh, we talked about GM burnout. Um, yeah. And that's a little different than are we having fun, right? Because burnout is really like a, a more advanced stage, right? Burnout is like, uh, I'm cooked, I'm spent, I don't have anything in the tank to like to do this anymore but that happens usually (laughs) way after the are we having fun part um so it's really good but also are we having fun is not only a gming thing uh it is absolutely a player side um uh question as well and usually when it has happened to me it has been as a player uh, yeah, it's happened to me uh, on both sides of the screen. I, I've yeah. had it happen as a player. I've had it happen as a as a, I have it happen as a GM um, a lot. Yeah, I think the funny thing is, and and this is just skipping way ahead, but I'm just gonna say it now because it makes sense right now. I think the reason I haven't hit it as a GM is because I'm always GMing games that are short enough that I just don't get in far enough. To- start questioning versus you're like well i'm a year and a half in on this game right like is it still fun (laughs) it's a yeah i mean legitimately which is a really valid question right i just i literally have never jammed a game that lasted that long in my life (laughs) 
I um I will say that my average jamming is about six to nine months. So when a game goes over a year, uh, that's a pretty exceptional. Uh, that's a pretty exceptional run. Usually I can do a lot of good work in six to nine months. Um, once you go over the year mark, uh, either I'm on a roll or it has its ups and downs. Right. And okay. when I'm running a game, it's usually like three months tops. Right. Which, you know. Um, it's just, I mean, that's just, that is the style of both how I tend to enjoy jamming and my particular group because we pass the GM chair around. Yeah, for me, like that six to nine months is usually like one major story arc. Yeah. And if the game's like a real, like if it's really firing on all cylinders, like when that one story arc ends, maybe there's a second story arc in yeah. it. Um, in a couple rare occasions, I've actually done more than like more than two story arcs. But typically I get I get what I want out of a game um, and the group gets what they want out of a game in about one really solid story arc. Yeah. Okay. But that's me. Other people, yeah. your mileage will vary. Yeah, your mileage will vary. As we just literally discussed, we're very different in terms of this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Stuff. Uh, I'm going to just define one thing, and it's not yeah. even going to be a great definition, but we have to talk about it. Uh, we have to talk about the word fun. Yeah. Uh, the word fun is tricky. Um, I will always subscribe to... Um, what Sneezak told me a long time ago, which is fun is completely subjective, right? What is fun for one person is not necessarily fun for another person. Um, and fun is very then, that means that fun is a very um, intrinsic, it is a personal thing um, to you. When you look at something to be fun, you are, when you say something is fun, you really are saying, this is fun to me. I, I really can't say like, this is fun to you. I can, no, but I'm not I can, really the best judge of that. I can make assumptions based on previous things that you have said are fun if they match up with previous things that I have said are fun. Oh, yeah. And I will say things to you like, I think you will enjoy this or I think you will find this to be fun. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, that's the best I can do. I think. Right. Just like yeah. you said, based <laughs> on previous data. Yep. <laughs> okay. So so we'll all agree that fun is very subjective. Therefore, fun doesn't really have a good definition. Um, but what fun, the way I want to define fun is what it does for you, right? So fun creates joy, right? Mm -hmm. Fun creates entertainment, right? I am, I am having fun. I am entertained. I am having fun. This brings me joy. Um, or if we're talking about like energy, right? Like then this is energy giving, right? Yeah. So this is fun. I am getting energy, emotional or physical. I'm getting energy from this activity. Yes. Okay. Now, your own personal definition of fun um, will be up to you. I know for me that when I say that I'm having fun, uh, it is enjoyable, right? So it creates joy. Um, and it definitely produces positive energy, right? So I'm getting like energy is coming into me um, as opposed to any energy that I've expended on it, right? Because you, you, you almost rarely, especially if you're a GM, you rarely ever just get energy without expending energy. But it means the, and we talked about this two weeks ago on Mr. Dr. Mark, the net energy is positive. I am getting more energy from this activity than the energy I did to put into it, i.e. prep, Right, it well, is making the dopamine centers in the brain 
do the good chemicals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Okay. Yes. So, right. And so I, I'm not going to be able to define fun any other way. I can't just give you like a formula for it. Um, I guess much like the Supreme Court wants to find pornography, uh, you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> right? So you'll know when fun. When you feel it in this case. Yes. You'll know, fun, you'll know it's fun when it is fun. And more importantly, um, to go back to Spencer's original question, you'll know when it's not fun. Yeah. All right. So we need to talk about some things about, quote, fun. Right. There's yes. some, some axioms about fun. Do you want to like take you want to like take the first one, then I'll take the second one, and we'll just keep going. Yeah, the first one is that what is fun to you will change. Right, it can change. It will change. It's just like foods when you're a little kid and you're like, "Ew, asparagus!" And then you grow up. Why did I choose asparagus? Because I can actually speak to this directly. Right. Okay. So you're a little kid and you're like, "Ew, Brussels sprouts!" And then you grow up and like. Damn, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts kick it. So good, right? So your like what you derive joy from, what is fun for you, can absolutely change over time. 100 percent mm-hmm. And it has for me in gaming also, right? Absolutely. Um, the next one is things that are fun can just stop being fun. Yeah. So, so you could have and it can stop being fun as you're doing it, right? So yes. Uh, And that's important because you can take this axiom in two ways, right? So something that was fun in the past, when you go to try to get in the future, you're like, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, But also you could have started something and been like, oh, hey, this is a lot of fun. And six months, nine months, a year later, you're like, hmm, this isn't as much fun or not fun. Yep. Yeah. For sure. And uh, things that were not fun before, aka Brussels sprouts, can also become fun, right? So something that may not have necessarily interested you previously can become something that you are interested in. Um, And I think if I just put this in gaming terms in my personal history, um, I would say a game like, for example, Red Carnations on a Black Grave is probably not something that I would have been jumping in on, like 15 years ago. And now I'm like... Well, I have to be kind of in the right emotional place, right, to to take that in. Um, but I'm, like, absolutely here for that nonsense, <laughs> right? And that's something that very much has changed for me. That is a, literally a game that I probably would have been like, oh, my gosh, why would you do that? Um, and now I'm like, whoo, let's play. Um, so that kind of stuff can absolutely change. I'm going to... Um I'm going to uh, build a little off of what you said originally about um, what what uh, what is what is fun changes, right? And, and specifically mean that um, instead of things instead of things changing, because like we just talked about um, both directions, right? Something that was fun not being fun, and something that wasn't fun being fun. Yes. But also your and, and I think this is you know because we were hastily writing notes before the show. What I think I was trying to uh, pack into that first statement is uh, the criteria by which what you find to be fun, yes, right, can, can can change can change like in you like maybe um, and and you know this was probably this is pretty true for me. Um, I liked games that were crunchier in mm-hmm. the past, right? I, um, but my, my criteria for what makes a fun game, um, isn't, oh, I I got a better one. Um, when I was a younger GM, my criteria for 
a fun campaign was to wow the players with mm-hmm. a story that like a plot that I made up with twists and turns and then like behold my you know creative whatever as I you know as you all gasp at this you know uh, twist in the plot right right I I, I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek but I, I like but truly like my younger jamming days was a lot more ego driven um, but today what's fun for me is collaborative storytelling Right, I really enjoy collaborative storytelling. Uh, I I actually don't want to know every twist and turn. I want to um, be surprised when either the roll of the dice produces it or a player comes up with it, and I'm forced to incorporate it and keep going. Yes. Right. So yeah. so what what we consider fun changes. Like I actually really don't like um, knowing the whole story anymore. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Do the last one. Uh, Yeah, cool. Um, So the other thing, and this is, so this is where you were starting to head, um, which is that uh, the life circumstances around the thing, aka in this case gaming, can change. And because of those life circumstances, stress, duress, whatever, like other things happening, they can make the thing less fun, right? Uh, Yeah, something that's perfectly fun may not feel fun because of everything else that's going on around you. Yeah. Um, and that's a, um, and, and, you know, and that's important to note because uh, sometimes we feel like we're not having fun anymore. And we just assume that like, Oh, this thing's a problem when really the problem is something like work or um, a particular phase of your kid's, Right. Like I like I have, you know, in the memory of my kids, there are several, you know, there are several major phases um, when, you know, at different times I was more or less stressed uh, based on them. Yeah. Right. Um, and they and those phases come and go. But, you know, a game that might have been fun when then all of a sudden we enter a new phase of child rearing you know, such as teething or um, potty training or whatever um, may suddenly then not like it's that game may not be fun because it, it, it's not the game that changed. um, But the pressures on you have changed. Yeah. And sometimes the external pressure um, tangles with the game time or whatever in a way that just makes it not be fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could tangle with the game time. It could just drain you of energy. Yeah, um, it could drain you too much to be able to pull energy out of the game. Right. Um, you know, had I um, had somebody asked me, should we continue playing our campaign? And I don't even remember what campaign it was during the time that I was ferbering, ferberizing my kids, <laughs> right? Like, no. I would have been like, fuck no, we shouldn't, right? Because, <laughs> like, because no one has was, slept. The kids are screaming every night. Your nerves are shredded. Like, mm-hmm. you're stressed out. I mean, it, it's just a week at most. Mine was less than a week, which was good. Um, and if you're a parent that doesn't believe in ferberization, I totally get it. I will just tell you that from, um, I will just tell you that for my kids, it worked like a charm. Um, it yeah well I mean we can talk about that separately but boy I it didn't work for me <laughs> a bottle of wine or two 
bottle of wine or two, some good advice from a good advice from a nurse, and uh, we successfully transitioned both of them um, to bedtime. Anyway, that's another story. If you don't know what ferberization <laughs> is, because you don't have a kid, look it up. It'll sound awful. Um, it isn't much better than that, but <laughs> it's but it's pretty terrible. But if you can, but if you can if, pull if it off, if you can do it, if you can do it. Yeah. I will tell you, a two-story house, a bottle of wine, and some loud TV um, got us through the first like night and a half. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Moving right along. Moving on. <laughs> See, we're back. Got some child-rearing uh, stuff in here. Okay. Yep. All, All right, sorts so, of things. So Good. let's go back to Spencer's original question, right? Which is, is this fun anymore? I will say that when you have reached this question... Right When this question pops into your head, and it has absolutely popped into my head, it's popped into my head recently, it has popped into my head multiple times in the past as a GM, as a player, um, even as just like looking at role-playing, uh, the industry, publishing, like I have asked this question uh, many different levels, right? Um, I've asked it about RPGs, I've asked it about minis, um, I've asked it about uh, collectible card games, right? Like, all of these. The important thing to note here is when you have reached this question, when this question pops into your head, it is time for introspection. Mm-hmm. Right? So, this, um, if you're not super good at introspection, um, this may be a little more difficult, but this is one of those cases um, where when this question pops into my head, I need to sit down with myself. Sometimes I sit down with somebody else and like we'll bounce ideas off of them by like talking to them, right? I've done it with you. Um, I've done it with Bob, a number of other people. In fact, I just did it um, last night. I had um, two of the members of my game group, uh, Sean and Glenn over, and uh, we were talking about uh, one of our games and just starting to have that discussion about like, are we having fun? Um, so it's time to be introspective. You have to identify that if you're asking this question, um, something has happened. You might not know what it is yet, but that's the purpose of our introspective moment here is um, why we want to answer the question, why is this not fun anymore? Um, and, you know, in, in order to do that, we want to like try to find out what's changed. Now, you might, upon introspection, like think about it and just be like, oh, you know what? I think I was off. I am actually having fun at this. That's perfectly fine, right? Like, you can reflect on this question and be like, eh, I take it back. I'm actually having a good time with this. It's fine. I was overthinking it. I've done mm-hmm. that before. Right. Um, or you can, or you might approach it and be like, is this even fun anymore? And then you might even think to yourself, actually, I'm really not sure. Let me give it one more session and see, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that, that's also totally fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, again, this is like one of the reasons why I don't um, judge games until you've played four sessions. Yep. Right? Because am yeah, I having fun? Hard to say if you're having fun the first time you're playing it. Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. Maybe the second one's clunky. Like usually like within four sessions, if, if the answer is at the end of four sessions, I'm not having fun, I'm pretty sure I'm not enjoying the game. Yep. But I would never say it after a single game. Yeah. Right, because anyone can have a bad night. You could have a bad night of GMing. Somebody has a bad night playing. I never like one session is never um, is not a high enough criteria for me to to make any rash decision about a game. Yep. 
Two yeah. sessions, on the other hand. Two sessions can be. Yeah. Two <laughs> sessions, I'm like, well, I think we're on to something here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if your answer is yes, I'm not having fun anymore. Or it could even just be I'm having less fun than I was before, because you could be catching this pretty early. Um, you need to kind of figure out what's changed. And we're going to run down a list by no means comprehensive and by no means in order. But we're going to just run down a list of possible things that could have changed. Yep. Um, the first one being repetition. So this is, you know, is it a game that was really fun, but it's starting to feel really saney because you're just kind of doing the same stuff over and over again? And that might be, um, you know, because the mechanics are repetitive or that might be because the story that you're playing is repetitive, right? Or 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 other pieces of it are repetitive, whatever it is. Um, do you just, you feel, do you feel like you've already tread this ground? Yeah, and that's, you know, if it's story-wise, like, it could just be that, like, you know, maybe you're just dungeon delving over and over and over. And while the dungeon keeps changing, you're just delving and you're not really doing anything different. And maybe that's just, like, too samey for you. Right, Sa- or maybe same is the word I like to use. It's not a real same-y. word. That's fine. I mean, maybe maybe you're trying to collect the six jewels in the crown, and you're on jewel number three, but each jewel is a different dungeon, and you're just like, okay, well, just we're still collecting these jewels, and we don't get to do anything different until we collect four more of them. Yeah. Um, and we're halfway through the third dungeon, right? Like you know, and it's you know, so maybe that, maybe maybe Zelda doesn't work as an actual D and D campaign. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, so repetition is definitely one. Um, the next one I'll bring up is boredom. Um, mm-hmm. Boredom means that, um, I, and I guess this is actually going to overlap with one of our other ones, but yeah, bore- but boredom is like you're playing it. It's not doing anything for you, right? Like it's not enough of a challenge. Um, maybe you've reached a level of character, um, like a, a power level where... Um, or some combination, you found some combination of things where uh, nothing's really a challenge for you to fight anymore. Yep. Right. So, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, and, and this did not this did not cause me to um, not have fun in the game, but it, it caused me to have to um, it, it diminished a bit of fun in the game. Uh, in we played Dungeon World. I played in um, Chris's Dungeon World game, uh, and it was a pretty long campaign. And I got to plus three strength. Yeah. And plus three in Powered by the Apocalypse means... That's huge. Right. It means that you actually succeed um, a tad more. You almost never fail. And you're like, you, you skew away from, you skew away from the hard move. Like you skew away from six minus. Um, you still have partial successes, but you actually skew more towards success. Yeah. And... If you know anything about Powered by the Apocalypse, success after success is not always as interesting as the seven to nines. It is actually, I think it's 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 sort of awful that I'm gonna say this, right? But this is this tells you what kind of player I am. Um I would I like the occasional success, 
but straight successes all in a row is like my least favorite thing to roll in Powered by the Apocalypse. 100% with The you. least interesting thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to have a success because you've got to reach some sort of like temporary resolution, right? Like sure. So that you're just not rolling through this like partial limping like forward thing constantly. But yeah. I don't like being successful all the time. No, I'm 100% with you, right? I think, I think I mean, the design of that game is that the 7 to 9 is more interesting and more story driving. Yeah. And that the occasional 10 plus is great because it's nice to achieve something. But one, when you've gotten like four 10 pluses in a row, yeah. it's kind of a snoozer. Yeah, it is. It just okay. is. So that's boredom. What's the next one? Um, completion. And again, this could apply to story or mechanics, right? So from a mechanical perspective, maybe you have mechanically now employed everything and mastered everything that this game does. And this is something we've talked about before in terms of short games that are lighter versus crunchier games. Like, you know, I really only play lasers and feelings for a couple of hours because after a couple of hours, you have mastered lasers and feelings. Like that's, that's it. You've done it. Right. And if you play it for six hours, then the mechanics start not feeling super exciting anymore. Well, I think you've done everything they can do. (laughs) Right. It actually hits on two things. Right. So it hits on completion, which is you've played all the rules of the game. Played all the rules. And And it winds up hitting on repetition. Repetition. Right. Because it starts feeling samey because you're just employing the same thing over and over again. Right. Because they're just. There isn't that much depth to the mechanics. Um, And then, but again, you may also have it with story, right? So maybe you came to the end of a really amazing story arc and you finished everything off and you loved that game so much that you are now trying to continue past that because you're not ready to give up those characters. But maybe the next story just, you know, doesn't have the same pizzazz because you finished the story. Yeah. And you've lost that drive that came with the original story. This is almost, this, I mean, this is like the number one reason why at the end of a major story arc, I'm almost always ready to pack up a game or at least take a break from it. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It's it, If you've had a really successful major story arc, it is hard to have another one right after it. Extremely. I'm, I will say, I know I talk about Tales from the Loop all the time. But I think that part of the reason we were very successful with our second um, iteration was that we did not play it right after the first one. Yep. We took yeah. like a, a, I don't even remember. I think it, it might have been a year, like long. It was, we took a pretty big break in between the two, at least six months. Um, and, uh, and that's part of what made that work. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing. I completed my my major story arc was about returning one of the kids' moms who was lost inside uh, the loop. And when we brought her back, we were like, yep, this is definitely the the end end of this campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We destroyed the town and dinosaurs came out of the ground. So we moved and the the game was over. Um, I think there's one more thing to point out specifically about completion, which is that whether we're talking about story or mechanics, you are specifically losing the fun of discovery, right? Yes. There isn't a new thing to do anymore because you've done all the things. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, next one is composition. Um, Did someone leave or someone join your group? Um, yeah. Because that will definitely um, affect your fun. Right? Yeah, group, so, group dynamics are a thing. Yeah, group dynamics. I mean, you could have a perfectly um, fun game 
then like lose one of your players and you guys try to play, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's really sad when that happens. <laughs> That's actually happened to you a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say it happens the other way, right? You're having a banging time uh, playing a game and it's like, you know, firing on all cylinders and it's really good and you get overexcited and you invite somebody to come join your game and you now have changed the composition of your game and in doing so, suddenly it's not as much fun. Yep. And that's also a challenge, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I am very protective of one of my Sunday groups um, because the chemistry of the three people in that group uh, is fantastic for the type of games that we like to play. That's my Tony Bob Glenn group. Yep. And they're really good at playing games that involve um, having a um, regular life and having some sort of like other life. So like right now, like we're playing I Hunt, but like they were really good at um at Tales from the Loop. They were my Tales from the Loop group. They were my uh, Masks group, right? Yep. Like they've always exceeded, they've always really um, succeeded in games where there's like a slice of regular life and um, and then like something fantastical. And I'm really protective of that group because that chemistry between the four of us is like really good. And I have a bunch of other friends who, you know, who are friends with them and whatever, but I just like won't, I just don't want to add them to that group. I have another group where I'm like, that chemistry is also good and different and we play different games and I'm like more apt to add them to that group. Yeah. I'm very protective of that. I'm very protective of that, that group. Um, I have some, I, I generate some really great stories with them. Um, and so I'm, I am reluctant to change the composition, getting back to our topic. Yes. And, and changing composition and group dynamic stuff, it just, <sighs> well, we could do a whole show on that. We later. could do an entire show on that. Have we done a show on, we might've done a, probably it's been I don't five remember. years. Okay. Sure, the answer is whatever. I'm sure we did sometime anyway. Um, cool. So the, the next one is engagement, which does overlap with boredom a little bit, um, which we did name before, but I want to distinguish it specifically in being like, the thing that used to interest you in the game is not catching your interest or like the the story was interesting and something about it has changed or shifted and it is not anymore um or your character was interesting and something else changed like you know somebody else got a thing and now you aren't the only person in that niche anymore and they're good at doing what you do and you feel like you don't do anything anymore Boy, have I had this experience. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So then it becomes difficult to engage with the game because you don't necessarily feel like there's anything there for you to do. Right? If you don't feel in, like your character can engage with the story or like you can engage with your character for whatever reason, wherever those breaks are happening, if you can't actually be interested or engage with the things that are happening... Um, then it's not a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Kind of stinks. Yep. Um, the next one I'm going to call, um, the next one we're going to call stresses. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a huge bucket. Yeah, right? it is. This is going to mean a whole lot of things. Um, but I think they all eventually fall into stresses. Um, and they can be external, mm -hmm. right? So they can be, um, they could be things like, I don't know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, you know. Right? Depending so, on where you are, 
it's yes. better or worse. <laughs> yeah, your your pandemic mileage may vary depending yeah. on your location. Um, so there are external stresses that could be wearing on you. Um, there are other things like that are external, like um, moving. Yep. Like moving is a very stressful um, activity. Um, medical procedures are a stressful uh, activity. Um, work projects, those kinds of things, right? Those can those can start to wear on you. There are internal stresses, right? There is our own mental health, mm-hmm. right? Which you know, combined with pandemic, right? Um, yeah. You and I have had our, I mean, no, you and I have, I mean, you and I, we've been pretty candid about this on the show. Yes. Um, you and I have had our ups and downs with bouts of depression and anxiety all through the pandemic. Um, and, you know, have dealt with it as best as we can. Um, so those can weigh on you. Um, you might not feel well, right? That could be another thing. Like you could be having like a medical issue. Um, you might be stressed out from school. You might have... Um, something come up at work, right? That's like very stressful. Those stresses, right? Um, are the thing that we talked about before where um, maybe nothing's changed in the game, but you're changed, yep. right? You're, you're more anxious than you were, right? Meaning that like it's harder to relax or maybe you're depressed and really nothing seems enjoyable, right? Because Can I tell an example? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, dear friend of mine, um, playing in Andy's birthday LARP and his child brought home a stomach flu from preschool. Oh, right. And during the period of the four hours in which we played, he went from fine to lying on the floor, poor man, (laughs) trying to finish with us while he died (laughs) slowly and I can only imagine that by the time we got to the end, he was not having a whole lot of fun. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And not really died. You're just being no, 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 no. I am. But he, you know, slowly wilted um, into a pile of misery. Um, and we, like, ended the game as fast as we could. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. um, but yes, stress. No, I mean, multiple times during um, last year, during the height of the pandemic, multiple times, um, we wound up canceling games because um, somebody didn't have it in the tank to play, right? Like they were so stressed from, uh, you know, survival, right? Mm -hmm. Like that it was too much to to play. Um, You know, I've said it before, right? I've had my own bouts. Um, We don't talk about it too much in detail, but like... I, you know, have over the last couple of months had some pretty big life changes. Yep. And um, and I'm at this place right now where I'm kind of looking at one of my games, uh, in this case, my Forbidden Lands game, and I'm, I'm asking that question, like, am I having fun? Um, because, like, a whole bunch of my life is now different. And I'm, you know, just questioning, like, well, I was playing the game before and I was having fun. Um am like has something fundamentally changed in the game and i don't know right like i'm I'm just like i'm working through it like i i don't think i was super thrilled with some of the material i was using like some of the published material that was making it hard but it was like during pandemic so i was like not really apt to um shake things up game wise because it was kind of a tried and true thing everybody was playing and like and also i felt obligated everybody was having a good time yeah 
right? So I was like feeling obligated to keep it going. But like, was I having a great time? And now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm having a great time anymore. Was I in the past? 100%, right? Yes. Really, I really like Forbidden Lands. I think it's a great system. Um, I think it's a totally, like, totally fun game to play. But am I having fun with it right now? Not sure. Yeah, to be clear, you've been running that game for like 18 months or something. I have. I have. Uh, and my players all enjoy it, right? Which is also hard because like they're all like, oh yeah, we're having a great time playing it. And I'm like, are you having a great time or is this like a warm blanket? Yeah, is this right? just because, a comfort thing? Right, because I have kind of a different criteria. Like I need to be excited. And right now I'm kind of in this weird place where... Um, I feel a little adrift, right? Like not to get too overly personal, but with all my life changes that have gone on, right? Like I'm kind of sitting here in my apartment, um, in this kind of pandemic, um, I don't know, gap. Cause I don't think it's over, but it like, it, it, like it does, it's not over, but it's kind of o- like, it's kind of overish in New York state, right? I have to return to work, um, our numbers are still really low, right? Like that kind of thing. Um, and I'm starting to just like ask myself, like, what do I want to do for fun? Like, I, I, I don't actually know the answer yet, right? I'm still kind of working through this. And like, part of it is like, is this game fun? And I I don't have that reaction right now with iHunt. Um, I'm still like, I look, you know, like I, in talking about iHunt and reflecting on it, I'm like, oh no, no, totally excited about iHunt. Can't wait to run it next week. But I'm looking at Forbidden Lands now and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Like comfortable I, I don't like I don't want to be comfortable right now. I want to be excited about stuff. Yeah. Right? Like it like to me, um comfortable was fun, but maybe it's not fun anymore. Yep. So all right. That was can I add one more to this yeah. list? Yeah. Please do. I'm going to add one more that is sort of pandemic specific and is something that I have struggled with off and on as we have been going through this. Um, And I think I'm going to call it social, right? Because it's specifically about social energy. Um, But the thing that I want to mention is um, more specifically than that. I usually have a lot of energy for people in person, but it is sometimes harder to have energy and to get energy back when we are playing online. Um, and there is, so there is a thing about um, <laughs> playing on Zoom, um, the social fatigue that comes from specifically virtual only interactions, especially if you're doing them a lot for like work or something already. Um, we lost a member of a group to, uh, to that um, for the moment because it's just too much Zoom and that's literally all he does all day is Zoom. It's like he can't do it as part of his fun too. He can't get fun out of being on Zoom again. Even though the people that are on Zoom are fun, it just feels like more Zoom. So I just wanted to point that one out too because there is also such thing as, you know, there's a variety of social fatigue. You could have, even in person, you could just have social fatigue. And it's totally fine. That can absolutely affect your fun. Even if the game and everything about the game is fun, if you're not in a place that you can do social in whatever format it's in, it's going to make it not fun. I, I will say that uh, uh, about a month or two ago, about a month, month ago before, you know, it was before I moved, I went to a game day. It was all board games and stuff. We didn't do any role-playing games, but we were playing some like casual board games, like some casual card games. 
and um, everybody was talking, and I was like dying. Yeah, because it's just I like, was, like I can't. This is so much talking, like I <laughs> like I need people to stop talking. I didn't say that, but like I got really tired. Like I was just like. I'm kind of having fun because it's fun playing some of these games, but also like, holy shit, I'm dying because everybody's still talking. Right. Um, and that's better now. Like, yeah. I, I've I've been more socialized since, you know, since bubbles, you know, since bubbles have opened up and things like that. Um, and that's better. The other thing I will add that was pandep- pandemic specific for me, uh, which goes to um, playing online as well, is that um, sometimes a game becomes more work then it is fun getting out of it. So like you said, if you're not used to playing online um, and, it, and it, or if online is not the way you, you primarily drive fun, um, then one, you're getting less fun out of playing online. If you are GMing it and having to maintain a virtual tabletop and do all the additional prep that goes into um, setting up and keeping and like kind of getting your game ready for VTT, that's more than you normally are used to for your regular game. Um, now that ratio of energy in to energy out gets even more narrow. Yes. Right? And if you're not getting a ton of energy out of a game, you start to have that question about, like, is this fun? Yep. And that happened, I mean, that's happened to me. Like, I got through Forbidden Lands as a VTT thing, and I had, like, you know, I had to do some extra work for it every, like, every week and, or every time we played or whatever. And um, I don't know. We should move on. Um, we should move on. Sorry. So, <laughs> the point of it all is, um, and, and what we were trying to focus on here is that introspection, right? Ask the questions, try to figure out why something isn't fun, right? Yeah. Like, or why it isn't fun anymore. Um, yes. Get to those answers. Because once you get to the answers, we have to now talk about what can you do. Yep. Um, the thing is, there isn't a ton of things that you can do. Um, or I should say that most of the things you can do will kind of boil down to a couple of broad categories. Yes. Um, one of which is, of course, take a break, right? And that might be a short break. Like maybe it's just like, I just need a couple weeks off. Cool. We just did that. Might even need <laughs> um, a session off. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, right? Or it could be a long break. You could say, you know, I need to take a couple months off, right? And mm-hmm. that is also really okay to do um and it just depends on you know what you actually need and what's you know kind of getting you and sometimes it may just be that you need a break but sometimes it might be you know i'm in the middle of moving and i need to not play until i'm done moving and settled in yeah that was kind of like so for me i did that right i took I two months i i i i, I made my groups take two months off Yep. Um, while I like while I was moving and before I headed out to vacation because those were kind of back to back, and um, that was actually preemptive. Yep. Right. I, I I was thinking about it and then I was like, wow, having to prep a game and then run it after you know packing and moving and stuff like that does not seem like it's going to be fun. No. And while I love playing games, I also was like, I, I probably need to be focused on this move. Also, if I'm physically tired or whatever, I'm not really going to want to run games, whatever. So I did. I put my games on hiatus, took a break. And that's where I am right now is I'm coming off that break. Right. Yep. And I'm and I'm actually now having that question about one of my games, but not the other one. Yep. Cool. Okay. The next one is change something in the game. 
right? So if you've done your introspection and you're like, you know what? I really like this game. I just hate this adventure that we're on. Hey, guess what? You don't actually have to finish that adventure. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to give you, like, going to give you a GM secret here. You don't have to finish an adventure. You can just be like, hey, let's just talk about how we think the adventure ended. Uh-huh. And then let's just move on to an, the next adventure. Else. Yeah. You don't have to complete it. If, 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 if it is killing your fun in the game, you can just not do that. It yeah. is okay. It is your game. You don't have to finish an adventure. Um, can, so, I, can I add in another thing here? Oh, please, because there's a whole bunch of changes. I just did one of them, but talk about another one. Yeah, one of the ones that I've actually done a couple of times in a couple of major games in my life um, has been um, my character is no longer interesting to me, right? Absolutely. Um, or has become frustrating or whatever it is for whatever reason. And so I have done, in on a couple of occasions, gone to the GM and said, you know, I'm, I'm having a problem because I'm not engaging with my character because X, Y, Z. And then I've, I haven't I haven't then been like you have to fix it for me. I have then said, "Can I do ABC? Here is my solution to this to try and re- re-engage, Right? And the first time it happened, it was because I literally never played D and D before, and I made a bard, and I discovered around level ten that I really wish that I'd played a rogue. Right? Like you're really far in at that point to change your mind, and so there was some magic nonsense, and like you know, I cashed a bunch of stuff in. Um, to change all of my bard levels for rogue levels, which is why it's sometimes confusing when I talk about my first character because she was both a bard and then a rogue, but she never multi-classed, right? So, hey, hey, hey. No, I think... Right? <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's um, I, th- I, I think that's great. I also have a rule where within those first four sessions when I run a game, yeah, that any changes a player wants to make with their character is like, just go ahead and make them. Like, did you pick the wrong feet? Did yeah. You put, did you put the plus four in the wrong the wrong place? Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, fix we're, it. like, fix it now um, because we're, like, getting our training wheels, right? Like, and, you know, that's especially true with, like, newer games. Yeah, for sure. When, when you haven't played something before. Or the other instance I was going to bring up is, um, you know, we started a game that was supposed to be a seafaring game. And then we changed it. Um, we we sort of played most of that adventure. And then um, the gentleman who was running it was like, um, you know, I have this giant Pathfinder adventure. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of the massive, like, tomes of adventure, right? Yeah. Would you guys like to play this? And we were like, yeah, absolutely cool. Only to find out that it took place in a desert. So we had all built characters who were, like, ma- you know, had swimming skills and stuff. Um, and then landed in a desert. And so I discovered that I didn't feel very useful. And in that particular instance, what I actually did is I went to the GM and said, can I be not the species that I appear to be, right? And like then like had a like the secret thing going on, which was fun, except it's also the game in which I can tell you from experience I learned like don't have tell the other players you have a secret so that they can be interested in your secret. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it is, it can be really engaging to change something like that to be like, I have a secret that I have to protect, right? So that was a thing that I changed about the character so that she was more engaging to me um, once we had made that that switch. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, moving right along. You can also, if, if changing a specific part of the game isn't going to do it, you can change the game. And this one, of course, is really good if you discover that it's like the mechanics that are not working for you, right? Like if you just played five sessions of lasers and feelings and you really like your characters, please don't play five sessions. Don't get, I love lasers and feelings. I do not mean to be dissing on lasers and feelings. I love that game. Don't play it for five sessions straight. It just It's just not built for that sort of use, right? Um, so if you've been playing something and um, the sameness is coming from the mechanics because there isn't enough there or it's not doing what you want it to do, you're having to engage the rule of cool all the time because the mechanics are not supporting you, telling the story that you want to tell, um, but whatever it is, that's fine. Change games. You can change games. It's okay. You can even keep the, you can keep the same characters, port everything over. I have literally taken a fourth edition D&D game and turned it into Fate. And it's fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, change game is almost my... Um, it's, it's one of my number one moves when something stops becoming fun. Um, I really start to kind of look at uh, what you know like what games am I currently interested in like what's on my shelf that I'm like really excited yeah uh, to play again like there's gonna be something shiny there uh yeah like right now like my um I mean a game that I would love to run when my group is ready for me to run it um, and at some point I'm gonna just say that it's the game I'm going to run but I've been kind of letting my players um get excited about it which is cartel yeah. I have always wanted to run Cartel. I have been excited about this game since it was an ash can. Um, I have it. It's sitting on my shelf. It's fantastic. I want to run it really bad. Um, I'm getting to the point where there won't be too many more choices that players can make before I'm just like, I'm running Cartel. And if you're in, you're in. And if you're not, you're not. <laughs> you're out. You're out um, that's fine. Come back when we're done. It, it's getting closer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I mean, there's some other games that I've kind of had my eye on. Um that have also been that look interesting. Um, but you know, that's, um, even right now, one of my challenges is like, I'm not super excited about a whole bunch of games, which tells me that my, um, issues are probably less about games and more about me. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one you can do is change a group, right? If composition is your problem, um, fix the composition problem if you can. Right. right. I say that I say that somewhat flippantly with the understanding that uh, adding and removing people from game groups can uh, in some groups be very easy and in some groups can be very difficult. Well, and sometimes fixing the composition or changing the group means that you decide that this group is not for you anymore and you find a new group. Yes. If you want to change too many of the people in the group, you then might just need you might to, just need to find a new group. <laughs> you might just need to find the group. Yeah, exactly. Um, go ahead. What's our last yeah. one? The last one, and this 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 makes it sound so easy. So just bear with me, right? Solve, solve <laughs> um, external or internal stressors, meaning not necessarily that you're like, oh, I will just do this and everything is fixed. But sometimes it's something like moving, right? And you can say. I need to take this amount of time off, right? So accommodate yourself, be kind to yourself, and you know, just know or or understand 
And you don't necessarily have to figure this out in advance. It's fine if you figure it out after and you're like, oh man, I'm in the middle of moving and I was trying to run everything, you guys, and it's just not working, right? It is okay to say that. Um, and it is okay to say, my baby is teething right now. I'm gonna have to just pass on this session, whatever it is, right? So this one is really, it's not really about solving. What it really is, is about your self-care and remembering that you as a human and a person are always more important than the game. Whatever you're playing, whoever you're playing with, whatever's going on, sometimes you just have to make sure that you take care of yourself so that you can enjoy it later. Yeah. So to be clear, we're definitely not saying like, just be happy. Or, <laughs> yes. Right? Don't like, just be happy. No, we're right. saying, we're saying, please take care of yourself so that but, you can enjoy things later when you are in a right. better place to. But also recognize that um, as a person who has had um, bouts of depression before and a person who has definitely had bouts of anxiety before, um, there are times where it is worse and there are times where it is better. And sometimes I just need to address a few things or deal with a few things to get from a worse place to a better place. Yeah. Right? And that doesn't mean that I won't have depression again or that I won't be anxious again. Right. But what it means is that where I am with what's going on in my life and my self care and all of that, that I am better managing those things. Right. I am better managing my anxiety. I am better managing my depression. Therefore, I am in a place where um, this game, a game, any game, whatever produces joy again. Yep. Um, and, and that's what we mean by, quote, solve, solve. Yeah. is it's, is do what you need to do to get yourself back to a place, um, if you can, right? Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. we say this none is, of this trivially. This is about um, things that are under your control and not things that aren't, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's about finding your current equilibrium. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm kind of in this place now. And I feel like I'm going to have a whole therapy session about this coming up, which is with all the things that were kind of ahead of me for a while, like moving um, projects, the pandemic and stuff. And now I've moved. I've closed my major projects. I've, um, uh, what's called? I'm like in like I'm in this place where and again I don't trust this right I don't trust that the pandemic's over but everybody's like every the world around me is acting like it's over right like I'm reporting back to work I'm um you know our infection rates are really low in New York state so like you know while I'm still like uh the pandemic right like the numbers aren't really bearing out like you know, pandemic right now, not that say they won't, which is what's giving me that uneasy feeling. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm not even sure where I was going. I kind of lost my way there for a second. Um, it, um, it was about, uh, as sort of the liminal space that you're currently in and trying to figure oh, out what is going to be I, fun. I, I, I don't even know, right. With all those things that were kind of so like in front of me for so long and kind of working towards getting done, I've like got to the other side of it and I'm now like, I don't really know what, I don't know what, I don't know what is happy. Like I know happy. I know like, I don't know what's going to be fun 
or I don't know, like I'm not used to having this kind of freedom to define my fun. Yeah. And I'm off. Like I'm, I'm definitely having some issues kind of having, um, there's this thing called astronaut syndrome, right? Like astronauts suffer, like they found that astronauts started suffering depression because they built up so much um, focus and drive to get to space or walk on the moon or whatever that like once they did it, right? Like they didn't know what to do. Yeah. What do you do next? Right. And I'm having that problem. Like I spent a year and a half pandemic, um, a number of life changes, moving, um, all of those things that like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next because I've been living in one frame of mind for so long. And that's kind of where I am. It's a weird place right now. I'm not unhappy, but I know I'm not right. Like I can see signs where I'm like, I'm not where I should be. I'm in a better place than I was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. It makes complete sense. So that's pretty deep. Again, you can see why you can see why I was drawn to Spencer's question tonight because like I've been wrestling with this um I've been wrestling with this for the last couple of weeks and um I had a nice diversion because I went and like I went and took a vacation with you. Yeah. Right? Which was great. It was like delightful. that was like well, it was the last thing on my list, right? Get all these things done, you can go on your you first on vacation, vacation in like almost, you know, a year and a half. Yes. And then I did and it was great and we had a wonderful time, it was great distraction and everything else, but like now I'm back. And I'm like, what, what do I next? do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, like like the song from uh, what's it called like the the song from Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Like what comes what, what comes, comes next? next? Soon right. we'll see. Yeah, that's like that's what I feel like right now. Yep. So I'm 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 okay, but I'm still off. Anyway, let us not talk any more of that. The point here tonight is. If you're asking the question, is this fun? You should delve in deep to find out what the real answer is. And if it's not, I think we've given you some suggestions about places to look, rocks to flip over. Um, There are probably other rocks we didn't talk about that you have thought of. Uh, Feel free to talk to us about them uh, on social media, because we'll tell you where in just a moment. Um, But we're going to bring this to conclusion Hopefully, Spencer, these um, tips will guide you uh, towards the answers you need about what's going to be fun and make the changes you need uh, in order to have fun. I know I'm going to be doing the same thing. Uh, So let's get into the closing. And we do that by going through plugging another show on the network. What show are we going to plug? Well, tonight we are going to talk about bonus experience on which Ray and Monica, who are two old friends and fan fantastic peeps um, explore gameplay and design through the lens of diversity while also sharing some of the dumbest humor gaming has to offer indeed indeed say send indeed. where do people find us on the internet well you can find us on twitter at pandas talk games you can find us in the misdirected mark forums at forums.misdirectedmark.com or you can drop us an email panda at misdirectedmark.com or uh, I have lost the patter because it's been too long, but you can find us on the Tiki Talkies. Yes. Uh, both under our names, right? <laughs> both under our Twitter handles. So it's I-D-E-L-L-A. Are you really going to make me spell the whole thing? No, really not. <laughs> really not. Carry on then. <laughs> Carry on. 
Um, You're supposed to tell me what should people do. Once oh, yeah. They... What should people do once they find us in one of those places? It's only been two weeks. You know that, right? Goes right out the head. Um, much like Spencer did tonight, um, pose us a question. And actually, I just want to thank a number of people. Uh, we did put out a recent call for topics. We got a bunch of topics. Um, not that we'll ever have too many topics, so keep, you know, always send them in. Um, but the list is nice. I like a number of topics on there. Uh, I just grabbed this one because, again, it was resonating with me really hard. So I was just like, oh, we're totally doing this one tonight because I have feels about it. Yeah. Um, but your other ones are also very good. We will get to them in uh, in good time. Anyway, um, leave us a topic, an idea, a question, a thing you want us to talk about. It doesn't really matter. We are super skilled at turning that into a show, which we will do. Um, so we greatly appreciate that um, because we like to do shows that are relevant to you all um, because if they're relevant to you, it's probably relevant to somebody else. And we are trying to make you all have more better games. Uh, and we do that by uh, hopefully helping you along the way. If you like what you're doing, if you like what we're doing here on the Misdirected Mark Network here or elsewhere, um, consider joining our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to the bonus outtakes um, which is now the Bamboo Lounge um, for this show. You get the after show from Mr. Rector Mark. Uh, you really, the big thing is you get access to our Slack Room for Life. Um, Slack Room's great. 100 fantastic peoples. Um, <coughs> they are just lovely human beings uh, talking about everything from uh, food to gaming to all sorts of stuff. Um, by all means, go check them out. They're, it's, it's great. Um, we do have things like our Friday uh, luncheon. Um, which I may have to take from work now that I have to go back. Oh, we'll man. Like another day. Oh, man. Oh, it's yeah. a rough one. Not thrilled. Uh, anyway, I'm working on those things. Um, anyway, um, we greatly appreciate your patronage. It helps us with a whole bunch of things. Um, we got to run this whole network. There's bills to pay, and that gets paid and stuff because of the um, money that you help um that you provide to help support us. So thank you very much. If you are already supporting the Patreon campaign, thank you very much. If you are unable to support the Patreon campaign, um, that's no problem. We totally understand. But we do need help. That is that is a thing you can do for free. Um, Send is going to tell you the more complicated part. I'm going to tell you the easy part, which is um, spread the word. Right? Tell your friends who are gamers. Um, the one that I will say, and I've said it over and over, um, boy, if anyone asks you what your favorite uh, any of your favorite podcasts or, Hey, you know, is there a role-playing podcast I should listen to? Boy, if you just drop our name in, that helps whether the person that you answered, um, goes and listens to us or somebody who reads that tweet, you know, that tweet thread and then goes and checks us out. It's super helpful. Um, people who know you, who like you will take your recommendation. Um, and that's how we get like a lot of listeners. So, um, we greatly appreciate when uh, you just drop our names in certain places. And we thank you very much. Send is going to tell you about how we can get strangers to also follow the show, um, taking advantage of computer algorithms and the like. Yes. So you can also leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcast or the podcatcher of your choice, you know, whichever one you like. It's fine. They all work pretty similarly in that ratings and reviews do actually help people find new shows and hopefully it will help them find ours because we failed at SEO when we named our show. Please save us from our past selves. 
five years yeah. in. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you so much to everyone who has already left us a review. They uh, they make us feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, and they certainly make this show continue to be much fun to record because it's just delightful knowing that you're out there listening. So thank you very much to everyone who left one. Yes, indeed. Say, Santa. Show me what games you're thinking about running the next time that you kind of Stop having fun. I have thoughts. <laughs> this show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Hello, hello. Yay. Can I interest you in everything all the time? Are you really going to leave that in the outtakes? Yeah, why not? All right, TikTok fans, if you know where that sound's used. Some people use it that way. Other people use it. I have seen it used different ways. It really just speaks to the TikToks that are on your feet. (laughs) I think people put it together. (laughs) okay goodness 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 uh should we do a show yeah we probably should it's just that it's stuck in my head now should do a show yes all righty um i guess i go right yeah i just realized bracelet is on bracelet is coming off ow i'm just gonna quick check to make sure both my work phone and my personal phone are on silent again i cut my nails i can't get my bracelet (laughs) okay that one's off Eh? yeah okay got it okay no clicking sounds okay good 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 all right are you ready okay yes i think i'm ready I feel like we're a little out of practice. We are a little out of practice. I'm a little <laughs> concerned that I hear my... Hang on one second. Yeah. Bloop. Do we win for the most awkward opening today? <laughs> no, we've had more awkward openings than that. It was do, kind of awkward. <laughs> do, 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 do.